When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This okay. finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunga Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Evening people, and welcome back to another episode of the new Spurs Order podcast. Why did I even say evening? Afternoon, morning, whenever it is you're listening to this. Welcome back. Uh, we got, I would say, not so much a jam-packed agenda for you today, but we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Spurs. Spurs are top of the league in case you live under a rock. Spurs are top of the league for the first time in what feels like ages and ages and ages. Um, yep, it's not a dream, it's reality. And I'm here to discuss that and more with two very gracious co-hosts sacrificing their their evenings for this pod um, i'm gonna start with the honorable coach dave what are you saying bro <laughs> honorable yes i like that i like that the right honorable now yeah all good man um international break um so a bit of time just to digest what's been going on and also two weeks to just take the mick out of all the other fans um even though anyway we'll talk, we'll talk about when the bubble might burst but yeah. it's been an opportunity for me just to you know, sing a few songs and take the mic, crack a few jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. Anyway, and yeah, of course. And, and next up, regular, regular co-host. But streets are saying that you're you're the you're the Wache Richarlison after your your um your recent oh <laughs> your, my your recent touchline FC appearance. Listen, don't shoot the messenger. The streets are calling you the Wache Richarlison, aka Scott Hall, aka Yao. What are you saying, bro? I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't like this mud on my name, yeah. That is nasty, yeah? That, that's foul. But listen, I had a bad game. 
I'm not gonna lie. And I still and I still bag, which Richard can't do. Yeah, so so don't don't group me with those performance over there, please, please. Put me in a category, yeah. I've got history that allows me to have a stinker at least once every six months, yeah. But no, not not no that listen, that weekend. Listen, my first few misses, horrific, but we got the W, which is very important. And we move, yeah, we, we, we move. We did, we did, we did, we did. Yeah, man. And that's, the, I feel like that's the fruits of everyone's labor so far. Dave and Tops, they've been working tirelessly, tireless. They've been, they, they, they've <laughs> tirelessly, tirelessly behind the scenes to actually get you. I'm trying to earn my name, bro. Coach Dave. Coach Dave, yeah, man. Coach Dave. Earn that name, boy. Too many, too many L's, too many L's on 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 the on the record last season. The record, so. bro. <laughs> I, started to, I started to feel like a criminal, bro. I started to feel like nasty. nasty. I, feel like I, to, I even called Tope Conte, bro. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right, listen. Let's 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 move off of um, Touchline FC and let's let's talk on on Spurs, man. Yeah, let's 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 chat because it's actually been a really really. Um, happy, happy start for Spurs. I mean, like the last time we spoke, international break weren't really getting carried away. Second international break now, no one here is going to get carried away. But it's still, still nice to look at. Still nice to see that Spurs are still flying high, top of the table. Obviously, our most recent fixture, we we um, we beat Luton one nil um, at Kenilworth Road. Um, you lot know my thoughts on this team. You know my thoughts in the stadium. I'm not going to over-elaborate on what I think of that side of England. However, let's talk about the game because I, I must admit, I feel like, and you guys, I'm sure you will agree with me, I don't think anyone here was expecting a 1-0 result. I feel like most were probably expecting Spurs to score two or more. So to win that game 1-0 with 10 men, definitely a change in the route to the result. But Dave, I want to I want to start with you first, man. Um, what were your, like... <laughs> Like, what were your thoughts, um, sort of like heading into that game? Like, what were you looking to to get from this game? Was it just a a three points and bounce, um, and pat ourselves on the back on the international break, or was it like I want us to really, really go out and and thrash this team, get in and get out? That was that was it, man. You know, you know what the thing is, the whole thing was set up as 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 a Spursy result. The whole thing. We've just come off the back of two games against, obviously, Arsenal, Liverpool. Two positive results, four points out of six, rolling high. And then you look and say, you've got Luton next. Now, ordinarily, you just go, cool, calm, three points. Do you know what I mean? Should be fine. Home or away. And then you see 12.30. And then you see TNT Sports. And you know the whole world's going to be watching it. You know, everyone's going to be waiting for that slip up. Everyone's going to be waiting for us to maybe concede the first goal or whatever the case may be. And what we, if we're being completely honest, what we hadn't seen in, in quite a few games is actually a fast start. There have been a number of games where we started sloppy, even in the bigger games. Arsenal, we started slowly. Man United, we started slowly. Liverpool, it was kind of even. You know, maybe we shaded it in some respects. But, you know, in those games, we were starting... Um, quite slowly, so it's one of the ones where twelve a, you know, it's not, it's never nice to to the big teams. That's the slot where the 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 unfancy teams tend to look at and go, can we catch them cold? Um, can we catch them slipping a bit? Can we catch them a bit too lackadaisical and comfortable? 
So I think it was interesting for me to see how we started. Um, but yeah, Kenilworth Road, where you got to walk through houses to get to the pitch. Fun. And you got to walk through um, bird poo to get to your seat. And, you know, I don't know if they've got concessions there. Maybe it's, it's burger and, and pie and mash and whatever from, from Aunt, Aunt Susan, you know, Fun. who lives you're down the You're seeing man on the toilet as you're walking through to your seat. <laughs> what the hell is that about? <laughs> what the hell is that about, man? Get them well, gone, man. Please. Get them it's gone. And, and all the coverage was, was emphasizing that, like, it's a bit different. You know, this is what football's about. You know, going back to our roots. You know, definitely isn't about that. We're we're such a stylish team. We're all silky, Ange ball patterns of play, whatever. Will it will it fit in 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 the rough and ready um, Luton Town atmosphere? And I think I kind of bought into it a bit. If I'll be honest, you know, I'm a long-suffering Spurs fan. You know, no one judge me. I'm used to this kind of stuff. I'm used to us going away, <laughs> right, doing well. Beating a, a big team or whatever, and then after the Lord Mayor's show, we come back down crashing. I'm used to having to come into work on a Monday and hearing people talk, Oh, Luton, you can't beat Luton, could you? Do you know what I mean? So I was a little bit nervous, and then I saw how we started. Let's, yeah, I can see the smile on your face because I, I want to come to you on this as well. Because let's actually talk about that start. Because to say we came out the blocks was an understatement, and you could probably. You can give Spurs credit, but you can also talk about the the, the level of opposition we're playing because they are they are an absolute shambles of a Premier League, and I'm saying that with real quotation marks. Premier League club because they absolutely stink. But let's talk about Spurs. Fast start. Like, what was your thoughts on how we approached that game? Because I mean, we should have been out of sight, right? Listen, I'll be yeah, we should have been out of sight. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Go on, let's hear this. I heard I have a Charleston was borrowing Yao's boots. That's right. Hey, when I come back here, yeah, I'm going to eradicate this this nature of nastiness. Calling my name, yeah. I'm going to eradicate see my face, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate my guts, yeah? Don't, don't worry about that. But, nah, I can't believe I'm saying this. When we went down to 10 men, I switched off the stream. I was like, we're going to win this. That's how garbage I <laughs> Like, legit. <laughs> Legitimately, I just switched off the stream. I was like, I'll get a notification. It'll say, like, we scored one, whatever, in it, yeah? Like I went about my business. I actually went. I went and done <laughs> other stuff in the day. Like I, I, I got bare, bare chores out of the way. I like I saw the like notification. Obviously, I know we're gonna touch on it more, but I saw the notification that we scored. But assume we got sent off, and I, I, we came in the group. I was like, "Yo, silly, all of that kind of stuff." But I was like, "Yo, do you know how bad Luton are?" <laughs> like, like, honest to God, like. They had the numerical advantage, yeah, <laughs> and I saw nothing, yeah. And I know people like people in the group were like, oh, they had a chance. And then I watched match of the day, and I was like, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was like, what man had that chance and took it out for a goal kick? Safe, isn't it? Crazy. <laughs> like, you know, crazy. The funny thing is, yeah, Luton, Luton are so far behind the rest of the Premier League. They play four four two. Yeah, <sighs> they're that far behind. They're like a whole. 10, 15 you know, years behind us. Like, you know, like, I know some of our like listeners and viewers 
they they might have not like experienced this team yeah but us man we experienced it i didn't think we were going to see a team worse than derby mm. I, I, th- I honestly didn't think we were going to see a footballing team worse than derby with just Bro. as bad of a stadium free luton town Make your way up. to the top of the stadium right this <laughs> and come on down because you are the worst. Listen, <laughs> I don't even understand how they're on four points. Oh my god, fam, they beat Everton, they beat Everton 3 yeah. 1, bro. That guy, listen, I know he's Nigerian, so big up him. And Which I one? know that he's obviously worked hard to become a Premier League player. Well, I respect your journey. Yeah, I respect your journey, but you are straight garbage. He is cheeks. He um at the bio, at the bio. Every single time oh, I watch yeah, yeah, yeah. I play, all he wants to do is play football instead of football. Literally, he belongs. You know that? Have you seen on Instagram that um there's Instagram, there's this slapping competition where it's two yeah. men, they basically slap each other. So whoever can firm the slap the hardest, you win. That's where he belongs. He does not belong on a football pitch. All he wants to do is just push and foul and barge people. When you ask this guy to score, he can't do it. They're crap. And there was another guy who was talking crud. That in Pantry guy, oh, I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm going to leave one in James oh, Madison. Yeah, 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 yeah. Subbed yeah, off. Yeah, 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 off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second half. He was ass. Against 10 men. Was... Nah, t- listen. Nah, bro. I don't think man... Re- listen, for those that are listening, yeah. You have to really deep how bad this is. Spurs went down a player and played the same way. It was 11 with 11, bro. <laughs> a damn thing. Like, we, they said, they said, what? You might got extra man. Listen, it doesn't change. <laughs> we're, still, we're still rolling the clock. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, yeah? As a, as, as a coach, obviously, we do, we do, um, Overloads, so we do like six v five, seven v five, ten v nine. I think Anne just went, "Hey right, lads, it's like training. It's, fair, it's Wednesday morning. <laughs> just go, just keep right. rolling, keep rolling, Let's let's move off of how crap they are because they are crap, and let's let's talk about our our performance because in the first half alone, the first ten minutes, you had Richardson who missed, and uh, bruv, it was harder to miss the first. I think it was the first minute. Then you had another chance, maybe like a minute and a half later, Madison put it on the plate. Then Sun put Poro through on goal. Poro um, put it oh, wide. You, then you had you had Madison who 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 who, who flashed a shot over Sun, who flashed a shot over Kulisevsky effort that was saved. But I want to talk on Richarlison first because, bruv, that's your dog. Bro. You talk first, bruv. Listen, I know I know his nickname is Pigeon, right? But he has got to be the most dysfunctional pigeon I've ever seen in my life. Pigeons love to eat. What do, they, what do pigeons love to do? They love to eat and they love to shit, right? This man don't want to eat. There's literally food. They, they, they put like a loaf of bread. Eat. He don't want to eat, but all he wants to do is just fucking shit all over the pitch. And I just don't understand Richie, man. Like the first one, it was actually harder to miss. Like, He's got to go with his right foot. Bro. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but I can't believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe I'm about to do this. 
let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. On the replay, he's being tugged. Fun. If that was you in front of goal, in fact, maybe if it was you, you would have missed as well. But <laughs> hey. uh, yeah. that is nasty. The thing is, yeah. Remove that. Remove that. You know who I am. The best thing about the situation right now is because Yao has spent so much time, so much energy cussing off our strikers, whether it's the Mook, right? Richie. He will, he will go back and cuss Soldado. He will probably cuss Adebayor's granddad. He cusses anyone that has played through the middle four for Spurs over the past 10, 15 years, right? Yeah. And then on Saturday, for those who don't know, right, Touchline have a football team, yeah? And I'm one of the coaches. Tops is one of the other coaches. And we're playing a, uh, against a decent enough team. Top of the league, had, Yeah, they were top of the league. Uh, and we got a 4-2 win in the end. Yao did score. But before that, <laughs> I it, I was I was so annoyed I didn't talk to him. <laughs> I was that annoyed. I just I gave him I gave him the whole Alex Ferguson chewing gum. <laughs> you know and what, so yeah. until hold on, yeah, I'm not done. Until you rectify that, okay, until you're back in the goals and you're not missing from close range, I think we've got another pigeon in the Spurs Impossible. family. Impossible. I think we got another pigeon in this. My, my history, my history right now is 2020, 20, and four. And the four right now, yeah, is smelly because like it's like I, I can't get it off. Pause. But listen, I'm definitely not Richard. Do you know do you know what that was? That was I can't believe I'm gonna say this. That performance that I, I gave on Saturday was reminiscent of a Helder Postigo re, uh, performance. Where I've seen Postiga have some sitters and send them to hell. But listen, all I'm saying to the league now is I'm in those positions. Don't let me come there again, bro, because I'm not a man you allow in your house twice because I will eat what's in your fridge. Yeah, it's real <laughs> stories out here, bro. I'm dangerous about that. Charleston should have scored. Um, and it's, what, it's like, weird what, because which one, like, which, which one of the two opportunities should he have scored? Both. Now nah, you man, you man rate him too highly. No, nah, the first no, one he's got no, score. Not, Sorry. You know what? You know what? It's not even that like I rate him so highly. It's the fact that we were carving them open like yeah, Sunday yeah, yeah. sermon. Do you know what I mean like we were literally it was surgical? You know, and it, was. it got to quite a bit. I don't know if it was said in the commentary because um I, I was watching it in the car on the way home. Um, but. I remember hearing um, someone said it, and they were like, "We can get chances at will." Yeah, it was almost like we would keep the ball for a bit and then go, "Would you reckon?" Yeah, we we up for this one. Let's get another shot off. Let's get another shot off. Do you know what I mean? And the ease at which we were carving through them, 
that's why in that situation you need to put it away. Um, we just got a comment here. Do you think Brendan scores those? I think he scores the second one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he scores the second one. I think he scores the first one. I'm sorry, I know he goes tugged, but bro, the know. ball is right there, man. All it takes is the slightest I'll, I'll of touches. Only trust Son and Son and Kane in those situations. But I think I think there's a bigger there's a bigger problem here because Richardson has always been someone who needs that like, two three chances to score, right? But the point is at Everton, he needed two three chances to score, but eventually he would score. Right, like he was, he let's be real. Most seasons he was what averaging what like one in three at Everton. Yep. The problem with Richarlison is, as much as I like, dude, it's like you are not offering enough outside of scoring to justify missing those chances. Like, yeah, for all intents and purposes, you're in this team to score goals, and listen, you're not going to be sung, right? But give us even. A 35% chance conversion. Give us that. Give us 25%. Right now, we're getting, like, if it's not put on a plate airily, like, we're getting nothing. We're getting 0% conversion rate. Like, he, Richarlison is yet to score a goal for Tottenham with his feet. Like, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. And it's just, like, my patience oh. is wearing thin. I really want it what? to work. But my patience no, no, is wearing run, thin, man. Run. He scored. <laughs> I want everybody to be damn silent for a second because it just dawned on me what you just said. He scored three goals last season, right? Yep. In all cups. All you cups. Need, you need to tell me all three headers. All headers. All headers. That's garbage. All headers. He's absolutely garbage. <laughs> what? He's not even a pigeon. This is a genuine brother. He's a sparrow. He's a sparrow. Sparrows, flipping Jack Sparrow, brought their name back with some sort of some sort of plum. No, this guy's a dodo. He's a pure. He's a he's a unrefined dodo egg. How crazy? We're talking two. Well, call it a season and a half. No, no, that's even half. A season and a quarter. A season and an eighth. And this brother has given us. Four, Four goals. goals. Just by his head. Pause. Huh? What's his name? Richard Dunn. What's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there are defenders that's got more goals than him. It's mad. That's disgusting. You've literally you've got you've got the, the, the most creative midfielder in the league. Um yeah. one of the most creative midfielders in Europe, stats wise. Um playing in your team, playing very well, giving you, you know, 70 odd minutes of absolute, you know, chance creation, you know, on your left and your right, you know, whether you're going up in, in the air to compete, like you're getting the chances. You're not feeling off scraps. Do you know what I mean? Because if you, you know, you mentioned Everton, Tobes, um, he was still feeling off scraps there. Do you know I mean? I remember watching him when they played us. I think they beat us that, that game when Skip went a bit mad. Um, I think it was 5-4. Was it 5-4? They beat us or something? Yeah. And and he was making some good runs and whatever, but it was literally like scraps. They had to get through our press and they had to get through this and then they had to put a few passes together and then bang, and he was in, feeling off scraps. I think he scored in that game. He um, scored twice. And one yeah, of them I was, was going to say, yeah, he scored twice, isn't it? One of them was a really good finish. Really good yeah. finish. But my thing is, it's still off scraps. When you come to a team like Spurs, especially under Postal Cogley, or uh, the postman as we call him, Okay, 
he's delivering a, a style of play where it's high chance creation. We, we spoke about it in the preseason. It's kept through in the games. We're averaging double digits in terms of shots. Um, in some games, our, sh- our shots on target are really, really high because I feel like we're getting a little bit better in that aspect. Um, our possession is is in the 60s, if not 70s, um, most games. Where, you know, passes, 500-odd passes, you know, per game. Like, we're up there in all those kind of offensive attacking stats. As a striker, I'm thinking, lads, this is it. Do you know I mean? He should be, you know, on course for his best season. But he just, he just lacks that bit of composure. He lacks that bit of... Edge, I think he plays a bit too flat-footed from a coaching perspective. He's not anticip- He doesn't have the anticipation. You know how Son scored that goal against Arsenal, the first goal, when he just he gets that that run, and all you need, right? Not all you need. I say it like it's easy, but the it's desirable, just an extra half a yard. Yeah, just an extra half a yard on your defender. Doesn't matter how great Saliba is. Doesn't matter how great. You know, Varane might be or whatever. You get that extra half a yard or whatever, and you're and that's that's the margins we're talking about. Obviously, Kane was brilliant at it. Son has it instinctively as a finisher. He's a great finisher, um, and Richardson is is just way way off that level um, in a team which is arguably making you know well not arguably it's it's now making more chances than we've ever done. Do you know yeah. what I mean in the last four or five years or whatever? So yeah. it's almost like the worst time to have a. Lack of efficiency up top. Yeah. Yeah. So, boy. It's um, it's 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 definitely because it's it's definitely problematic, right? And I think with the injuries as well. Obviously, for those listening, um, Perisic. We already spoke about Perisic's absence a couple of weeks back on on the pod, and obviously Solomon is now injured for three months. Um, so we essentially have uh, Brian Hill, uh, Son Kulisevsky. Brennan Johnson and Richarlison, sorry, and Velez to last us until until January. And we actually need Richarlison to, to deliver. Whether you're playing on the left or whether you're playing up top, we need this guy to start to start scoring regularly, not just give us one and then be like, oh my God, oh, maybe this will kickstart. Just be able to give us like a, a fairly regular scoring pattern. Like He's not even being asked to score every other game. He's not even being asked to score... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like one in three at this point in time, just score like one of four or five chances you're getting in the game because the movement is good. You, you you've got yourself the movement against Luton. You've got yourself into good positions, yes. But you, what what happens after that is poor. And I feel like when he misses a couple of chances, I think Tops has spoke about this a million times. Like the Richardson I saw at Everton, I'd be like, yeah, he's profligate, but he's still going to keep going. He's still going to put himself in the right positions, keep his head up, and, and eventually he'll score. At Spurs, it's like, if you miss one or two, it just goes down. It yeah, just he, goes down. He, and it's just like, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have what we call positive momentum. Do you know what I mean? Where he can make a mistake. Um, and and give, I'll go, I've got to give credit to my, to my brother, Yao. You know, he looked at me and he knew that after that miss at the weekend, he knew that the next one had to had to um had to be bagged. 
Um, and it was. But, you know, players, you know, at all levels, you need to have that be, that resilience, okay, um, to, to be able to say, well, I missed one, two, three. They used to talk about Kane about that all the time. Kane will have some stinkers sometimes when you're like, how the heck has he missed that? He's kicked the ball off his right foot onto his left foot. And, you know, he's, he will do that in some, some games. You make those kind of mistakes. But then 88th minute, to break a 2-2 game open, he then he's at the back post, he's finishing calm. You know, he, he's, he's, he's he's doing that link-up play and he, he's got the goal, <clears throat> you know, Son in, in a similar way. And I think, is it a case that we've been spoiled for so long? Because to be honest, there's a lot of teams that are in a similar situation where they can't rely on their guy to score yeah. one in three. Do you know what I mean? Even if it was just one in three, like they have to rely on goals to come from a midfielder, a James Ward-Prowse. Do you know what I mean? Because Antonio's not going to be doing it. They have to put, rely on, on, on you know, okay, maybe not with, um, what's his name, Ollie Watkins. But, you know, teams, not not every team has an out-and-out striker where they can go, yeah, this is the guy that's going to be, be killing it. Um, even even the men down the road. Do you know what I mean? Their, okay. their, their nines aren't necessarily known for, for being high-volume scorers in that respect. So, it's, again, we've, we've had Kane for a decade or however long he was there. We've had Son as well as Kane, and obviously behind that we had Deli Ali and, and Ericsson and whatever chipping in here and there. So is it a case that we're so used to that? But also I think, that I said, the style of play. The style of play is so beautiful. We we see it, the chance creation is there. You've got Madison. Bruv, this is the time to be eaten, bruv. But the pigeon decided to, you know, go on a little fast. Bro. Malnourished. <laughs> Malnourished pigeon. Bro, it's... <laughs> Either way, he needs to fix up sharp, man. But let's move on, right? Um, let's talk about how we finished the, the half. Obviously, after we missed those chances, we then go down to 10 men. Pesuma, yeah. Um, obviously, now it's been confirmed by Paul O'Keefe that he was already running the risk of missing one game anyway with a suspension because he had already accumulated four yellow cards. Yeah. Um, he then gets one yellow card around on the 25th or 26th minute mark, then gets another one um, just before half time. Um, what are your thoughts on pursuing that game? And, um, yeah, what were your thoughts on pursuing that game and, and and his temperament? I don't think his temperament was the issue, actually, funnily enough. Um, it, that's his worst game of the season, by the way. Um, but I don't think it was his temperament. I think what happened was, um, a lack of concentration, you know, that, that, or a lack of discipline, put it like that. But I, I wouldn't put it down to um, poor temperament. That first tackle, stupid. But let's be honest, that's likely to happen throughout the season. Like midfielders are going to make that kind of stupid foul consistently through the season. Whereas the second one, bad done. Listen, like when, when the whistle blew, I thought, rah, like, oh, we're going to get a free kick. Yeah. And then I see the referee like jog over fast, like he's coming to tell man a secret and, and he's brought out the yellow card. I didn't even clock. Yeah. That, that Basuma had been sent off. Yeah. I see the red and I see Basuma walking and I'm like, oh, rah, what's happened here? Yeah. And then they're showing us on VAR. I said, this bad. That... Fam, you're going to miss the game anyway. Like, this is like... You didn't need to get like it wasn't an intelligent thing to get sent off, you know. Like it wasn't it wasn't something to like rah help him like I don't know miss two games in that kind of research. You get what I'm saying? Like and come back for yeah, the yeah, yeah. It wasn't nothing smart. It was a dumb thing to do. So 
for me, I don't think it was a case of like raw, like bad temperament on his part. I think it's just a lack of discipline, which is quite disappointing because he's had a very good start to the season. But at the same time, there's no real massive rotational value in our team outside of like himself. It's really him and himself, really, that does that role specifically. I know he does it with Saar, but Saar's like, let's be honest, Saar, that kid, he's he's intricate. You know, he, he's like mm. very finesse. And he, he's capable of like not really having to tussle for the ball. You know, he just he's able to, you know, fashion the space to kind of like take the ball and go about his business. Whereas Basuma, feel like Basuma feels feels or maybe has to be a bit more physical in the tackle to kind of get the ball. But once he's got it, he's off to the races. And this yeah, is the problem. Not, yeah. And and because because he has to be a bit more physical, he's likely to obviously commit a few more fouls. We don't have Benton Cole to fall on just of yet. And obviously when he comes back, we still have to wait to see how he like gets into his form. So the 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 drop down from Basuma is Hoybjerg. And you want to give that guy as as limited minutes as possible. Here we go. Here we go. You don't, you don't even really want him. That, that was the team. most perfect return to the camera. Listen, I've it was, ever it was seen in my life. You even brought the water because you need it. Yeah. You can return it to Hoiberg. And Baba goes, go. <laughs> Yeah. I knew where the that? conversation was heading, but but I'm like, my thing is, the f- I, this is the problem with the 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 yellow card system in the Premier League. It's a bit of a madness. He misses the Fulham game, but because of the red card, it cancels out. Um, like it doesn't count as like a six yellow card. It actually just yeah, counts. Yeah. It actually takes him back to four yellow oh. cards. Yeah, so yeah. the red card is now a one game suspension. If he picks up a yellow card in the Crystal Palace game, he misses the Chelsea game. So it's an absolute madness. So now Ange's got a big, a big problem on his hands. I would rest him against Palace. Yeah, I'll take the risk because they got loads of injuries. They have, but I would still, rest are we in a position where we can afford to be resting guys at Basuma? I, I like the way you said that because you know who who the the, the stepping would be. And let me I, tell you right now. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not mad at Hoybia starting against Palace. I am. Just I am. No, I'm, 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 I am. I'm I am. Let's, let's end it there, okay? Because I am. <laughs> I don't want to I don't, see Hoybia. I don't know. I don't um, know what made you say that. Why did you do that? Because <laughs> you know what? In the words of Stephen A, we don't care. We don't. We just don't care. <laughs> We don't care if you want to see him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you, Toby. Yeah, you guys shit. Like, and I don't even like to swear yet, but I don't. I don't care what he's done this season. Get him gone. Get him gone now, bro. Yeah, I don't want him here. I think, but I hear hear you though. I'm tempted to rest him. Me against Palace because we've seen, we've seen, we've seen Saar against Palace. I think Saar could run that midfield against Palace. Um, in the, in the in the six, I have no because we obviously it was under Conte, so we were doing three four three. He yeah. came, that's what the game he came in, and I think he played very 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 well in that game. Um, is it I away against it. Palace? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was the four nil. He came on as top. Is that centre part? Tight spaces, and um, he can cover the ground well. Bring us up the pitch. I think where he is good enough. I don't think Andrew maybe take that risk. And has said in the summer, he says. I know he his profile came in as a six, but I see him more as an eight. Um, he's, he's and uh, fantastically, at an eight. yeah, like, yeah. And his role is very specific as that eight. He's not, yeah. 
you know, people have been looking for him to be high up the pitch like Odegaard. Mm. It's like, bro, that's, that's not what it is. It's, it's almost like a double pivot in some respects. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Late runs, you know, like the goal against Man United, he goes yeah. into the box, you're right there, whatever. So it may be a little bit of adjustment, but I think we've got the opportunity to do that um, because we need Basuma against Chelsea. Not because, not really because of Chelsea, but just because you want to go into that game with everything. You're strong. I mean, you just don't want to have to think, oh my gosh, if only we had. Yeah. Um, the thing with Basuma, just going back to the actual looting game, he looked tired. Maybe but I, I think, I honestly think he looked tired. I was watch, when we were watching it, of all the players, he weren't playing well. I mean, yeah. we were playing well as a team. He wasn't. He was, mm. he was very just lethargic. He looked behind the pace of the game. Um, so then it's no surprise you pick up that foul. And then maybe it's a bit like, oh, you know what, whatever. Um, and then you're trying to overcompensate maybe, you know, it's 45 minutes. You've had all these chances. You haven't got anything. Try winning a little um, a free kick. And like you said, like my, my stream was a little bit behind, so I didn't know what had happened. And all I see is the, the group chat started going nuts, going, Biss, 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 why you do that? Um, oh, I, 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 I couldn't engage. I couldn't engage if it was a case of he missed a, a open goal. Or, yeah, 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 it's tough or, to kill. Or, or, or he slapped someone's mum or something. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't tell what happened. And then, and then obviously, tops, you know, straight to the point, he's like, well, I've turned off. And I'm like, what? And then my stream caught up. Like, yeah, then you saw it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. But like he said, it looked like the ref was going over for something else. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, he was, he was tired. But, you know, and was able to, and this was counter coaching tradition. You know, coaching tradition, you go down to 10, there's a certain way you play, maybe hit on the counter, whatever. For a good 10, 15, maybe even longer, 20 minutes in the second half, and was like, bruv, I'm sticking with what I'm sticking with. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what I am. And right. the thing is, the beauty of that is, you know, and I know maybe we'll move into how we played after we scored. The beauty of that situation is, from a coaching perspective, You've kept all your subs, so now you can now use your substitutions to shore up the game and get the one nil victory. Do you know what I mean once you've got the goal, uh, whether it was one or two, you then can go right now. I can use sub number one, two, three, and that's when you started seeing, you know, six defenders. Yeah, you know, we went to like a back five slash yeah. whatever it's like five four one whatever it is, you know, five three one, you know, um, and you start managing it. Obviously, we you know. Son already was going to come off at some point because of his groin situation. Um, Madison has been going through the wars every so often. Um, so he's been managed through the games. So it's 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 a very interesting situation to be in. But Ange, you know, he, he plays poker and, and he got the he got the win. Do you know what I mean? It's it's definitely um because that's a definite that's an interesting way to look at it. Because I can't like I looked at it the opposite. I was like, okay, you've gone one nil up. I can understand maybe trying to go, like, trying to play it gong, trying to play it as if you were 11 v 11 for the sake of trying to chase a goal. But I just felt we were far too open. I know, like, we it paid dividends in the end when we scored. But let's be real, if we were playing up against a much better side than than Luton, we would have been punished. I, I counted, like, two... But I don't think he does that. I don't think he does that against a better side than Luton. True. I, I think he takes that risk because it's Luton. And you're going, I just, you know, because we scored what seven, I thought it was actually a little bit longer. I thought we scored in the 60th minute. We scored no, in the 50 50 something, yeah. Yeah, 50, so actually, seven minutes into it, now they have to, they have to, they have to take initiative. And let's be honest, we've watched Luton. They don't have the cojones. They don't have the gumption. They don't have, 
the the, the quality to to be able to really take the initiative in the Premier League. They don't have the stadium, bro. Let's call a spade a spade. Stadium, bro. The stadium looks like a rundown. Fam, the stadium looks like a rundown university hall, man. The stadium got black mold. It's got black mold. (laughs) The whole thing's falling apart. The fact that that's a Premier League stadium. I hope that that I will and I will never play with Luton on FIFA or EA24, but I hope that that shit stadium is not on FIFA. I do not want to see that shit stadium on FIFA. (laughs) You're not for authenticity. Or, or um, to be authentic is what I meant to say. They have to have that stadium in there and have like somebody's house have scaffolding, and, and you can see somebody <laughs> fixing the windows. Yeah, like it will be. Listen, I will buy FIFA just for that, just for that, and play <laughs> in that stadium every yeah, single it was, game. It was the worst stadium we played in since Marine. It's yeah. crazy, bro. It's crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, like you said, Dave. I think. That's a different angle to look at. And I think I actually quite like that angle, the sort of risk-taking angle and, and knowing knowing your opponents. But obviously we 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 run out one no winners in the end. But I wanted to sort of shine a light on I think two players, because there were there were a fair amount of players that I felt had good games. I thought Kulisevsky was really good. I mm. thought Saar was really good. I know that he had maybe like a dodgy five minutes in the second half, but I thought aside from that, he was fantastic that was, that was in that due game. To tiredness, though. He was, yeah, probably, probably. I feel like, but I felt like he was definitely one of our best players that game. Yeah. Really, in my opinion, I think he was the best. I know Madison got the assist, but I thought he was our best midfielder <clears throat> on the day. But I really wanted to shine a light on two guys who I think have barely put a foot wrong this season. And that's Romero and and Mickey van der Ven. I feel like a good partnership is is bubbling there, man. And I wanted to get the perspective of you both on, on how you think they fared this season and and what are your, like, sort of hopes for this partnership as the season progresses? My hope for them is that they stay fit and play 90 minutes for 38 weeks <laughs> or 30 weeks left. That is my hope. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- If I see a calf injury, if I see a little twinge in a hamstring... If I see a shoulder being, you know, put out of joint, then both me and Yao will be praying, fasting through the night because, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Jesus help us. I do not want to see any of the other replacements on the pitch. Okay, let's be real. This is a classic partnership that you need in the Premier League now, in terms of modern times, but also in terms of the style of play. Okay, yeah, yeah. for what we need, we you have to have with the risk taking that we take in possession, you have to have a, a, a centre back that has that kind of speed. And and there, I don't, there isn't a, a much faster centre back than Van der Ven, and we're seeing that. We saw it against Salah, we saw it against um, Saka, we've seen it against you know some of the top players in the league. I'm not saying that they're all speedsters, but we've seen the level of comfort that this kid, and he is a kid. We've seen the level of comfort that he had, yeah, 22 or whatever, going up against these big-time Premier League players and handling the, the the challenge. And as for Romero, I think it was an absolute masterstroke from um, Andrew Postacoglu to come in and go, right, last season, you didn't look like you wanted to be here. Last season, you got a red card in every sixth game. Last season, you, you know, you're throwing yourself into tackles that you shouldn't be in or you're injured, you're this, you're that. 
Um, so I'm going to make you the vice captain. It it it, it kind of defies logic. Do you know what I mean? But he's he's got a strong spine. Your captain's a striker, vice captain in midfield, a vice captain in defence. It's it's a spine, and that's how you build teams. You have to have that spine and and preach every rank, right? Every every division of the team. Because even if uh, uh, um, another player has to come in to, to you know if Van der Ven got injured or whatever, Romero is now looking and he's going right. Look, I'm I'm the captain of this ship, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he can he can get people to to really really buy into what we're trying to do defensively. And I think he's done it. He's had that effect on Poro. I think he's had that effect on Van de Ven. Um, and I think I'm almost most impressed with Romero because we've seen how reckless he can be and how, you know, we know he's got that potential to be really good. We know that we, when we bought him, we've seen those kind of good performances. But to actually see his maturation has been been incredible and, and, it's, and it only bodes well for the future. We just need to keep them fit, man. Don't want to see them doing anything too much. Um, because it's a perfect partnership and they both talk about each other in terms of how they've, you know, Romero's like, yeah, he's calmed me down a bit. Van der Ven's like, I need a bit more of his aggression. And you've seen it. Van der Ven's putting in some tackles. Do you know what I mean? That we didn't see him in the first couple of weeks. Um, Romero's also pulling out and saying, let me just read the game a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, both comfy in possession. Um, obviously, Romero scored um, a banger, you know, he recently. Scored two. Yeah, he scored two goals. Yeah, he scored two goals already. Um, so that's more than Richie. Um, I said that back to score more than Richie. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. And and Van der Ven is now equal. He's equalled <laughs> Richard Carlson's scoring record in the league. And and both of them, both of them have managed to score a goal with their feet. With their feet. With their feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Richarlison's got some sort of weird. In fact, let me not go there. Let me not. Yeah, let's not. That's but yeah no yeah um i think i think dave's point is pretty spot on man like i feel i feel like i know it's early days right and no one again i must stress we are literally just analyzing what we're seeing there's no there's no flipping extra exaggeration or whatever, but you have seen in, in a short space of time a much more matured approach to Romero's game. I mean, the stats even show it. I think he's committed one foul. He's committed one foul in eight Premier League games. That is literally unheard of for for Romero. But what what's your thoughts on to sort of support what Dave's saying and, 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 and has observed? So, I agree wholeheartedly with everything they said in regardless um regard to Romero funny enough in Conte's first season there was a eight game run where he couldn't pick up another yellow card and he somehow survived I don't know how he did it but he managed to go through those eight games without picking up a yellow card yeah and that there was enough for me to show to like understand he can be disciplined when he wants to be I think what happened last season, you know, bowled really against the manager on what he brought to the environment. He brought a real toxic nature to the environment and it just filtered through the entire club. And so players didn't really, they didn't care. After after they realised, like, top four was out of the question, they're like, yeah, whatever, we'll just, whatever, we'll just get to the end of the season, we'll reset. I agree with um, 
Dave on the whole and making him vice captain. It's a it's a masterstroke. I'm not gonna lie to you because it's really you needed a leader in that back line, and it, by default, it had to be the guy that played the season before because everyone else, apart, I mean, Poro came in January, so you can kind of write off last season if you want. But Destiny was on loan. Uh, Mickey, brand new player. Vicario, brand new player. So the the senior in that team or in that back line is uh, uh, Romero. And I think a lot of people are more receptive to how, you know, good he can be on the basis of what they're seeing this season and how he's managing himself through games. People were like, oh, he was absolutely garbage in the Arsenal game. I was like, no, I don't think he was. I think he was heavily unfortunate. You know, it it just so happened that the two incidences that led to their goals were, you know, against him. Outside of that, I couldn't name you a a moment in the game where I was like, yeah, no, he he was garbage. I actually couldn't. So it would be be hard for me to like really go against him. Uh, You know, even the the, um, Liverpool game, I thought he was largely um, comfortable in that game. There was some moments where Mickey covered him and he covered Mickey. That's what you want. That's essentially... Uh, I, was, I was just thinking that. But the, the thing with Romero, what we're seeing now, is a man who has a clearly defined role. He knows what he needs to do. Yep. And that's not clearing up Eric Dyer's crap oh. or, or Disco Dave's crap. But nothing like that. It's literally just, right, here's what I'm doing. Yep. Here's what Mickey's doing. Yeah. If if we need and there's a, it's such a natural partnership yeah. to have and and to foster and I must I must must apologize because when I just said that I hope they stay fit um I I was thinking that the the only other alternative was Ben Davies and Eric Dyer oh, I have not, to remember we got Phillips. I have to remember Phillips yeah Dorrington yeah they're they're knocking around the squad whatever so I'm I'm hoping young but they're there. Yeah, they're young. Obviously, they're really young and they, yeah. they are going to be hella exposed if we do have to use them. But we did see a Tanganga come in and do a little four-game stretch. You know? yeah. uh, so let's see, let's see what they what they've got if if they, if we do use yeah. them, you know, versus Morecambe in the FA Cup or something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah, man, something like, like Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp has, has thrown Kwanzaa into into the mix, and we're not just talking Europa League games. I, I, he started against Wolves. Obviously, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was meant to. I think there was a there was some some situation there, but he he did well, man. He did well. So I feel like <clears throat> why not? Why not? And just <clears throat> clearly created <clears throat> what looks to be a, a pathway for some of these young G's to actually make their way into first contention. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, he's yeah. already given. He's already. He told us that Vélez probably wasn't going to feature. For the first six months, and yet here we are. Vélez yeah. has come on to two Twice, Premier League yeah. matches, two yeah. Premier League matches. But so, I, yeah, I'd like to say that there, there's one, there's one component in this team. Um, you know, we've been we've been waxing lyrical about you know a few of the players, but there's one component. Listen, I, I went and watched the the highlights of the Sheffield United game yesterday night because <laughs> limbs in it. What a game! <laughs> but, mm-hmm. This guy, seventeen million pounds. Speak yeah. on it. Speak on it right, this now. right now. It's about time we've got a goalkeeper that just drinks aqua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man said aqua. You know, he didn't even say it in English. <laughs> I 
Because <laughs> I've had enough. I've had, I've had enough of an alcoholic. Yeah, just drinking a bourbon and a freaking cherryade every single weekend. I was like, nah, you know what? Yeah, even some of Arsenal shots. I was like, yo, last season. Do you remember when when Lloris parried Saka's cross come shot? Yeah, I said, bro. bro, I was in the stadium. I was, the bro. reason what made it worse, yeah, is at halftime. I told Toby I'm batting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, man, stay. I was, and then just before halftime kick, um, Hoybier like tried to feign feign a tackle and win us a penalty. And I said, if I stay, I'm going to lose my bloody. Like I'm gonna lose it all, yeah. So <laughs> let me not even let me not even go down that road, bro. Let me just mm, leave now, yeah. And so my thing is that Vicario, the whole summer, you know, it was you know we should get Real. Real's worth forty million. But uh, we saw what happened just you know last uh, Saturday. Just gone. Um, hey, <laughs> brother was a bit shaky, yeah. <laughs> me not let shaky, yeah. But Vicario. He's listen. I know people don't want to say it, but that guy is actually pivotal to a lot of our attacks. Yeah, because Yo. he... uh, this is funny. This is crazy. Why? Sorry, people, you can't see it, right? You might if you're watching. But YGJ's longtime listener, um, big up you, has just put in one of the wildest comments. I think I've read. He said, "The fact that an Italian can make me feel safe and happy as a black man myself." <laughs> That's top. That is top. I need to find the person. I need to find the that deserves a follow, man. That is crazy. That is mad. Think about it. I might even be the potter. I've never heard a black man praising Italian like this, bro. Because he wanted to take. Even we had content, we no, were I like, hate this, I hate this, <laughs> but... yeah, but like, we were talk, we were talk. Listen, <laughs> he ain't even lying, bro. Because really and truly, outside, even the first game, the Brentford game, yeah, remember, people were like, oh, he's shaking. Pitchforks out, they had their pitchforks out. I said, relax, man. We got uh, uh, bruv, it need... was the first 20 the first game, bro. But I went on Twitter, yeah, and I saved every person's tweet. And I don't know, there was a couple prominent people, I'm not gonna, I want to name some mm. people. One, mm. one, yeah. Mm. Anyway, mm. Mm. shout out, Toby. Shout out, Toby. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I was there and I thought, let me just keep hold of this. Yeah, and by game two, when I see their praises, and by game three, I said, Are oh, you still thinking the same way? You see, you're cussing my man. Do you know what I mean? Because Vic was, he was doing the business, man. Yeah, the save he made against um, United. But the bro, he's, made, made, he's made a big. He made. I feel like he's, he's made a big like, save in every game. He's made he's a big made save, a save in literally every other game because, yeah. like, our defense has been better. But we, we, because of the consequence we play, because of the consequence of how we play, we, we will give away some chances. And he's yeah. made some big saves. And yeah, to your point, I watched a video of every single goal Spurs conceded last season. Don't ask me why I was watching it. But it was on my, it was on my, um, it was on the timeline, and I was watching it. it. And you know, you man know how much I love Lloris, bro. I, I don't even think that was alcohol. If that was alcohol, that must have been Rain nephew, um, 
I don't know what's what's the strongest <laughs> alcohol, bro. Like that must have been Ray mixed with absinthe, Absolutely. mixed with yeah. because some of the goals that Larice was conceding, like legitimately throwing the ball into his own net, man was shooting at him straight, the straight strike, no swerve, no dip, no nothing, and the balls going into the back of the net. I just said, what, what the hell is this? Like, switch what cross. the hell is this? Switchcraft. <laughs> No, 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 you man, you man don't want to say it. I'll say it for really? you, bro. This is this is what happened to Pogba. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the running back. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what Charman Lloris went to. Yeah, but <laughs> obviously he hasn't paid his tides because something's been run back fast. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't you can't go from from what he was doing two seasons ago to help us get to top four. Yeah, we knew he, he had some you know sh- shaky moments, but what I saw last season. Bro, I couldn't get forfeit in goal fast enough. I said, this guy, he had absolutely lost the plot. (laughs) He was was conceding goals like, I cannot believe I'm about to say this yet. He was conceding goals like touchline. Bro. That's your own team, you know. How are you cussing your team? You saw some of the goals. We didn't didn't have a keeper last year. We didn't even have a keeper. That was that was equivalent. Our knowledge is mad. as good as Hugo Luis. Oh god. There was one. There was one. I think it was um it was the Newcastle home game. He's come out to get the ball. He's Stop missed it, it completely. And, and Wilson's yeah. just linked it over his head. Bro, the, the, the Gabriel Jesus one, the Aston Villa one, from the no, Newcastle no. one away. No, There's the, so the many matches. The reason why it's bad is because he he bumps into, I can't remember who he bumps into. It might have been Wilson. Wilson, it was Wilson. Oh, so he bumps into it and then pretends to act like he's been fouled. I said, brother, I'm going to lose it. I'm going I'm gonna to lose it clearly, yeah? Because what have you done? Yeah, like, that doesn't even make sense. What? what? You ran into him. Like, not, like, like are, we, are we watching the same thing? Man acted like you know what what made it no. even worse is the delay. It's like it's not even like he did it and Wait. then went like instantaneously. It was like, <laughs> like, I've seen better acting in year eight drama. Do you oh, know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he was so bad. I was listening to Mugga the other day, and they were, they were basically cussing. They were cussing Onana, saying like, "Oh, like even Larice wasn't even Larissa last season wasn't as bad as Onana's been this season." So I want to pose the question: Who? Obviously, and in the process of this, I want to bring it back to Vicario, right? So, who do you think they're right in saying that Onana's been worse than Larice was for so far than Larice was for us last year? And comparing the fact that both of these goalkeepers came from the same league, they paid more than double what we paid for for Vicario. Which goalkeeper is looking at the better purchase right now? I'm just letting this be known if, if people were ever querying this. I never wanted Onana, yeah. I, and I, I've seen Onana from Ajax days. And I told my cousin, who's a United fan, I said, this guy with the ball to his feet, quality, can pick, ping a ball all day long. But one thing he does that is mad, yeah, is he he makes the goal look bigger for the attacker. Yeah? So, 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 the, so imagine you're bearing down on goal, yeah. The goal is meant to look smaller because that's what the keeper is meant to do. He's meant to make the goal look smaller. But he makes the goal look wham. Yeah. So now, now you're like, oh, thank you. Don't go. <laughs> Dave, I know you are you to be fair, Dave, fair play, because you were banging the drum that 
I don't rate him. I think this guy's poor. Listen, yeah. For me, yeah. So Spurs fans remember that one night in, in Amsterdam, okay? Yeah. Keep it clean, guys. Keep it clean. We all remember that one night in Amsterdam. And we all remember it for, for the joy it brought and whatever. But me with my coach analytical eyes, I watch everything. I see Van der Beek. I say, oh, this kid looks like he's got a little bit of talent. I see this person. I see what, you know, they got their players in there. And then, and then I see this keeper. And I said to myself, I said, self, if this keeper was <laughs> 75% better than he is, we don't go through. We, no way. I looked at him. There was one, I would come, I think it was the second goal that Moore kind of Luke's stuck. Second the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it comes out a bit and he's, and I'm yeah. thinking, how did it go in? Yes, I'm celebrating. I am celebrating. I, I, and I appreciate a 2018 season. But I'm like, there is, if you are a keeper worth your sort, that does not go in, right? And there's a long tradition in the Premier League of black goalkeepers, okay? And it's not pretty. And especially when they have a certain hairstyle. He's it is not pretty. His haircut? It's straight from Calamity James. Listen, listen. <laughs> it's straight from that textbook, brother. Listen, I, I'm saying this right now. I've said this to... I said this to, to some twist in it, like Shaka. Nah, I, I said to a couple of brothers... When, remember... There was a time where, where black brothers were doing the whole Mohican thing. And I said, <laughs> I said to one brother, I'll never forget this, this was around university. I said, yo, brother, <laughs> that hairstyle, it's not for our culture, bruv. It's like, <laughs> not for us. Yeah. I know you're trying to be like different, but I had to let the brother know. I was like, you look like a lizard. Yeah. It, the thing, the thing's not working. You look like a Komodo dragon. Yeah. The thing's not working, bruv. Yeah. Stop it. Get yourself a little Caesar, fade, <laughs> yeah, and run, yeah, because man, that's our thing, yeah. But you can't be looking I'm like freaking, you, like freaking. Twenty nineteen, I said, doesn't make everyone. sense. <laughs> and my thing is this, yeah, we're in two thousand and twenty-three, yeah. So we are, I'd, I'd say we're like rah, fifteen years past the whole. No, not even fifteen years. I say ten years past the whole. You know, wild, black, black hair kind of style the mandem brother that's not a high top on your head yeah it's not even a high top with the little it's yeah a, brother that is unrefined pepper greens yeah <laughs> you have not combed your hair out correctly yeah there's still little bits you haven't even washed it you haven't even <laughs> you haven't even run run the shampoo for it the thing looked dirty yeah and that's why every goal that he's conceded have you seen the goals he's conceded <laughs> they're stinkers. They're the type of goals you get. Bad. You, you see conceded at, at Winston Park on a okay. regular man. It's don't mad. even celebrate them kind of goals. It's just say yeah and go about their business. No, not my keeper. Not my keeper. It's anyway, nah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm looking at and I'm it's going. Big. You know what? It's a. It's a. You know, we've done well until they're getting bargains. Madison forty mil bargain. Vicario seventeen. It might turn out to be like how Son. What's, how much was Son? Like 22, 23, 23 million. Twenty four million for him and Tom. That's that's good going. Do you know what I mean? Um, or like you know, Ericsson was was relatively cheap as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we we, it's one of them things. Ericsson when we spend 20. big, hmm? Ericsson was under twenty as well. Yeah, he's he like fifteen. 15. Yeah. It was like 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 twelve million or something like that. It was so yeah. cheap. I feel like, and I, I hate this because we all want Daniel Levy to spend, spend, spend. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, some of these players are the ones that actually end up being the cornerstones. And I think, again, going back to what I said about having a good spine, you've got Vicario, Romero, 
Madison, obviously Basuma's in there as well. Son, you got you can look at that team now and see four or five emerging leaders. I don't want to say they are leaders because they haven't led us to anything apart from top of the table after eight games. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 nothing to write home about. It's just mm-hmm. something to crack jokes about to annoy Liverpool fans. Okay. Yeah. But like they they're emerging into leadership roles and it helps that in some ways, you know, some some of the connections, the language barriers, um not an issue, you know. Obviously, Romero played in the Italian league. Lucario's mm-hmm. coming in, you know, whatever. He it, speaks it, English. His English and, is really he, good. Yeah, his English really is great. Good. Do you know what I mean like? And you can see it as a back five. And there's and what I love the accountability, right? Um, how many times did Eric Dyer make a mistake and he's looking for his brother? Like, come bail me out. Do you know what I mean? And we see Sanchez making a mistake and he's just looking, you know, looking for his counsellor in the, in the, in the, in the crowd. Nothing against well, counselling. If you need counselling, you know. yeah, nothing against counselling, but you get me. Do you mm. know what I mean? And we just saw this like lack of accountability, but now I think, I think it was Luton or maybe it might have been Liverpool game. Van der Ven made an absolute horrifically badly timed clearance. And oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. it the wrong way. And yeah. he just went, my bad. Do you know what I mean? Probably in Dutch, but, my, he put his hand up. Another one. Mero came over and just went fist bump. We good. Let's defend this corner now. That's, you know what I mean? that kind, that's the kind of listen, man. And that's what I'm saying. It's, no interviews about. Oh, I'm getting. I'm fairly criticised. I'm better than what they give me credit for. All of yeah. this rubbish, and, man. And you know what the thing is? Going back to the whole team and this season, it's only been eight games. But in the course of eight games, we have we have shown and we have it in our muscle memory that we can win games in different ways. We can win ugly. with 10 men. Nice. Right? We can win the ugly game, 1-0, 10 men, right? Get in, get out. We can win a high-stakes game, right? We can win when the opposition are going through turmoil with Liverpool. Um, we can blow teams away. So, I mean, we can hang in and, and just seal up a draw against the Arsenal away. Like, there's so many different facets to the first eight games, and it is very early. There's a lot of football to be played just even before January. Do you know what I mean? But... Uh, and this is what Andrew's saying. It's in your it's in your veins now. You know, even as a fan, you know, don't leave. Don't leave until the final whistle. Because there might be another two goals in three minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sheffield. You know, don't leave because there might be another chance. There might be this, there might be that. You know, there might be another red card or what, you know, obviously not for us, hopefully. So we've seen these things and the fans are now on side. Um, the team knows that they have it within themselves and they keep talking about then they're, they're not allowed to give up. They're not allowed to stop playing. I can't remember what game it was. It might Man United. When we Man United we had like a rough period and, and and told the guys after the game, he's like, I told them, why are you stopping playing for? What are you doing? That's not what we do. We don't hold on for, for half time. We don't hold on for 60 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Another one. What hey hey that was the that was the talk that Dave gave to me, you know, you know, telekinesis. So that's how I scored the goal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gave you, I gave you the, I gave you the Caribbean look. Well, that look was, that look was a Black History look. That look at everything <laughs> from Nigeria, to you Jamaica, know, to China. You know what's funny? Nah, it's true. You, you know what's funny? But this is, this is what like, it's funny. Like, he's not joking. Yeah, like, but I've lived on mentality. If man, you if man, go, if man are silent towards me, I know I'm. I'm you don't listen. Man was shouting. Chills was doing his usual, it's outside, you know, just shy. Yeah. Dave, I heard Dave say, Don't worry. He knows. 
Yeah. Cool, brother. I told I told yeah. the whole sideline. I said, don't talk to him. Yeah, he has to score. Yeah, and let's um, let's 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 finish off the pod then with some with some more good news. It's it's weird it's speaking about like it's mad top of the top of the league playing good football and obviously it, it has to be us. We 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 have to analyze what's good, what's not good. But let's let's get back to some good news and yeah. let's finish off on a positive note, which is Benton Core. Um, Paul O'Keefe obviously dropped his his exclusive yesterday, and the news is that Benton Core is nearing a return to first-team action or first-team contention, should I say, um, three to four weeks away. Obviously, three to four weeks away from being um, fit, but not necessarily matched, right? Yeah, so, big difference. Um, I want to get early thoughts. How how do we ensure that we can best manage Benton Core back to the level if he can get back to the level that he showed before his injury, um, how would you do? And I'll, I'll start with with you, Yao. Like, how do you think Ange Postecoglou should play should play this one? I think um, first game that he's fit enough to be on the bench, he should come off the bench at the sixty minute, sixty five minute mark. Give him about twenty five minutes to half an hour to run around. Hopefully, while you know up and cruising, get some mileage in his legs. And then kind of like slowly build it up over three games. Because me personally, I wouldn't rush him back into the team right now. Because the team is good. You know, like he's in a very good position. And then once he's back up to speed, throw him in a game. Throw him in a, you know, I'm I'm saying this out loud. I'm not saying this is what I want to happen, but I'm saying it as a hypothetical. Let's say he's back to full fitness and match fit by the City away game. From in. You know, it's it's a you know what you know one of those like tactical changes that shocks everyone like oh, I didn't think he was gonna start. You know, Benton Cole. You know, it, I, you know, he might he might have to drop somebody. We don't know who drop, but if he if he starts him, then people will be like, Well, oh, okay, oh wow, this is a bit mad. Like, how are they gonna set up? Those kind of like shock changes to the tactics, I think will work in our favor. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't go into the market come January because there's going to be a lot of workload on Benton Cole's um, legs literally coming into January because of the African Nations Cup. You know, so we kind of like, if I'm being honest with you, we kind of got lucky the fact that he'd been injured for this part of the season because now, hopefully, by the time we get to January, should be match fit, a bit fitter than most of the other players in the league, mm. should work in his favour. Um, but definitely those first few games, you know, no need to throw him in there. Just give him minutes to get match fit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Um, Af Afcon um, is the target for me in terms of where I want to see him starting week in, week out. Agree. You know, when, when Basuma goes off, Saar goes off, we, we are going to need an extra midfielder anyway. And I hate to use a cliche, but it will feel like a new signing. Yeah, um, in that respect, <laughs> I don't think you hated to use that 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 cliche. You know what? I hate that cliche when they use it for dead players like in Kudu and whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just, just get over it. Anyway, um, back to Ben Nicola. So for me, it's interesting because in four weeks' time, in, in the calendar four in the month's time, November 11th is our last game before the November international break. Yeah. And then we don't have a game for two weeks till like the 25th. So actually, if he is not on the bench on November 11th, we actually get an extra two weeks of him 
get him back to full fitness or whatever. Yeah. I probably yeah. will see him maybe in the, in the reserve games or on 23s, whatever it is. Yeah. Knocking about. And Yao says 60, 65. My only thing is we don't have we don't kill off games by 60, 65. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So I don't think we will see him that early in some of his games, like the first games come back. I think it'll be more 75. So we'll get 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and then maybe you might throw him in because not even just have to, but in the Man City game, when I don't see us being 3-1 up or 3-0 up after 60 mm. minutes. Okay, let's be realistic. So it may be a tactical thing to get us that first goal, to get us back into the game, to rescue a draw, 2-1 down. You put Bentico on to just, you know, spruce things up. But by, by the time you get into December, I'm expecting to see, you know, Forest Everton, um, just before Christmas, it'd be nice to maybe see him starting a few of those games. Um, yeah. and like I said, uh, when we get into January, then yeah, I'm looking at going right, right, you, you need to be nailing down a spot, and yet still, we need to go get a midfielder. Um, YG just said, you know, what position in the midfield do I see him? I think I see him playing instead of Saw. Um, Personally, if I'm honest, so that'd be Bushima, Benton Kerr, and Madison, which is an absolutely fantastic um, situation to be in. And also, the thing, and this is what people got to realize because Spurs have been cursed by having a great 11. Okay. In our in our potch days, whatever, when we were doing really well, we had a great first 11. You know, 1 to 11, they, yeah. were, they, were, they, they would compete with anyone and they were getting results 3 0 away at Man United or whatever, beating Arsenal. We were, we were getting into our. our a flow of winning bigger games. But when it came to the crunch time in semi-finals, finals, whatever, when you're looking at your bench and going, right, the game is still tight after 70 minutes, and He's you're going, yeah. there's, there's no one there. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and this is what I'm saying. Having Benzico come back, you've got a midfielder at the moment is one of the best midfielders in the country and is, is playing in uh, playing at a very, very top level. They're, they're seamless. It's a perfect match, perfect harmony. There is no odd one out in that midfield in terms of how Andrew wants to play football. So yeah. you have an opportunity now to not look and go, oh, oh I've got to put a Viking on the bench just because he, he can wave his arms really quick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now I can look at it and go, hey, oh, my Uruguayan brother, come sit here. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hold down this. Drink some, drink some mate. Come come here. Drink some mate on the bench and then we put you on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, and he can play, I think he can play that six and eight position in this style yes. better than Hollybird could. Do you know what I mean? Easy. So he, he immediately leaps at, which means one of them players might not be on the bench. And I'm not saying that oh, I'm just trying to kick out players from the squad, but you always need to have a stronger bench, especially when you go into your Christmas period, especially when you go into January, FA Cup starts coming in. And obviously we know beyond that in March and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let's let's see how it, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it mm-hmm. goes. But I, I feel like we'll see those those bench appearances um, and then mid, mid-December. I want to see him nail down at the starting spot, man. It's good to see him back, man. He's an amazing player. Yeah, and I think you know, I I, I saw um what our guy Javid, who's 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 um helping us out with the social media thing, he posted on his own um he posted a compilation. I know some of the, the Spurs big hitters on Twitter were reposting, um and the Bentacle compilation. And I thought to myself, all this highlights and all this play was for a defensive dinosaur. That's the, the, the Australian barbecue is going to be cooking, bro. Bro, I, cooking. I, I think you guys have literally hit the nail on the head. So I'm not really going to add much to it. But apart from, I'm just looking forward to seeing them back, man. I feel yeah. like 
he's a midfielder, who, in my opinion, who is massively underrated. Like, I know he, no one's saying he's Kevin De Bruyne or anything, but this is a very good midfielder. And I yeah. feel like he's not, he's never really been given that very good midfielder rating because a lot of people just look at him and be like, oh, but what does he do? He doesn't assist, he doesn't score, red tear, tear. But you just got to watch what he does for Spurs on and off the ball, man. He's so, so composed. But anyway, I'm really. I'm looking forward to seeing him return and I hope that he can get back to, to levels. But before we sign up, I want to read this super chat from JJ Ash. Thanks for sending us a super chat, bro. He says, big up Tobes. I heard the breaking news. Oh, it's an Arsenal fan. He said, Saliba, <laughs> Saliba arrested in Charles de Gaulle airport and charged with people smuggling. A Haaland, a Haaland was detected in his hand carry luggage. Oh my days. Um, Listen, thanks for the super chat, bro. We appreciate that. That's going straight into the touchline coffers, bro. But, um, guys, <laughs> yeah, putting our transfer yeah. kit for January. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure, folks. If you're watching, still listening, make sure you um, drop us a comment. You can do that nowadays on Spotify. Drop us a comment, let us know your thoughts on the pod. Um, alternatively, follow us on socials, New Spurs Order on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure you're following the main social handle so touchline fracker one word on twitter instagram and i think tiktok as well have we got a tiktok for the main account i think so yeah, uh, yeah. i think so yeah but either way um stay locked in and until then take care peace out and we'll, we'll speak next week peace. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.